This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to Matthew One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says my appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, that is, as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples, said, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new in the kingdom of my Father. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night all of you will have your faith in me shaken, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him in reply, Though all may have their faith in you shaken, mine will never be. Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples spoke likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he prayed again. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. He left them and withdrew again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand when the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. 
While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who had come from the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a sign with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him. Immediately he went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hand to his sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my Father, and he will not provide me at this moment with more than twelve legions of angels? But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I sat teaching in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass, that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the high priest's courtyard, and going inside, he sat down with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward who stated, The high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under the oath before the living God whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, You have said so, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need have we of the witnesses? You have now heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, Then they spat in his face and struck him, while some slapped him, saying, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over to him and said, But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, Surely you too are one of them. Even your speech gives you away. At that, he began to curse and to swear. I do not know the man and immediately a cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. When it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply regretted what he had done. 
he returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, Flinging the money into the temple, he departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priest gathered up the money, but said, After consultation, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why that field even today is called the field of blood. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the value of a man with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites, and they paid it out for the potter's field, just as the Lord had commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, who questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now on the occasion of the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want us to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called Christ? They all said, But he said, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole people said in reply, His blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus inside the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Wearing a crown of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, They spat upon him and took the reed and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him off to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a Cyrenian named Simon. This man they pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink. After they had crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And they placed over his head the written charge against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. Those passing by reviled him, 
shaking their heads and saying, would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself if you are the Son of God and come down from that cross. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. So he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. The revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in the same way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, This one is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine, putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, rocks were split, tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening, and they said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in his new tomb that he had hewn in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there, facing the tomb. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before them Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that this was the impostor. I still lie and said, after three days I will be raised up. Give orders then that the grave shall be secured. Pilate said to them, The guard is yours. Go, secure it as best you can. So they went and secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting the guard. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. In this parish, we very often talk about the truth that God owns time. God sanctifies 
different times of the year to invite us, particularly through the liturgy of the church, to be drawn into the gifts that God wants to give us. Just a few months ago, many of us prepared for the grace of the Christmas season. At Christmas, we were invited to enter into real grace of somehow having Jesus be reborn in us. This window has been restored. It's a beautiful account visually of the birth of Jesus. Most of us at Christmas, when we look at the birth of the child Jesus, are filled with warm and really good feelings. We talk about a sinful, fallen world, and that God so loved us that in the fullness of time, God became a human being. Most people who are sincerely Christian look at the scene of Christmas, and it's so beautiful. And we're taken up by the truth, as we should be. God so loves us that God became one of us to make it possible for us to get back to God. That is the birth of the one and only Savior of the world. That is the birth of salvation. The rest of the story is what I may not always want to actually enter into. I accept it, but do I want to enter into it? The truth is that when that child was born into this fallen, sinful world, and that child became a man and went out into this fallen, sinful world and revealed who God is, only offered all of us love, nothing but selfless, giving, forgiving love. The truth is, when that child Jesus became the adult Jesus, and he gave his entire self to the world as an offer of salvation. What actually happened is what we just heard. We talked about before the beginning of this Mass in the parish center, be careful of crowds. About 2,000 years ago, there was a huge crowd of people in Jerusalem who welcomed the adult Jesus, who many people had come to believe was the, or hope was the Messiah, Hosanna in the highest. We just entered into that at the beginning of this liturgy. Within days, a huge crowd of people in the same city, many of them the very same people, killed him. They didn't just kill him. They tortured him. They humiliated him. They degraded him. They did to him the worst possible things that human beings can do to other human beings. If you can tell me that there is a more brutal way to kill a human being than what we just heard, I'd be interested to hear that because I don't think it's possible. There are different forms, but what is done to the savior of the world when we actually have the opportunity to accept him or reject him is what was done to the savior of the world. This week, God is going to offer us once again the holiest days of the year. It's a revelation from God. The fullness of who Jesus Christ is and the way that salvation ultimately comes into this world is not in his birth. It's not in his teaching and his preaching. It's through his passion, his death, and his resurrection. This week, we've talked about this all the last six weeks, preparing for it during Lent. This week, we will be invited in, if we make the choice to do it, to not just remember, but to enter into the truth of salvation, 
how and the only way that salvation fully comes into this world, the passion, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Some of you have been preparing to not only observe this, but to fully enter into it by receiving the sacraments at the Easter Vigil. Many of you have really been preparing for this by actively, prayerfully living Lent. It's about to begin. Everyone's free to do whatever we want. Most Christians absolutely do believe on some level Jesus rises from the dead. Most Christians want to accept that salvation, to live in him somehow now, and certainly to get to heaven. To choose to enter into it is not to be taken for granted. So those of you who have been living Lent, those of you who have really been preparing for these sacraments, blessed are you. It is much more convenient to say Jesus came, he rose from the dead, and to avoid the reality in between. It is very easy to do that because I'd rather not know what it really is and I'd rather not have to live it myself. The fullness of who Jesus is is revealed in his passion and his death. The fullness of who love is and what love actually is. It is not convenient and it is not necessarily at all pleasant. It is love. Who Jesus is, is the revelation of who we're meant to become by living as his disciples. I would love to avoid this week in many ways, and many Christians will, because who he is, is who I am called to be. It is not what I wanna do a lot of the time. The fact that many, many, many people in this community are not just part of the crowd who identify as Christian, we're not just part of the crowd who get baptized and hope if we don't kill anyone, we get to heaven. I am so thankful to God that so many people in this community have the courage and the humility to enter into these holiest days. Salvation is going to unfold in a completely renewed way this week for any of us who want to enter into it. I encourage you to do it. What you and I just heard is all we need to know about Jesus and about ourselves. I wanna enter into that this week so that he can allow it to grow in us and in me. So my easy advice, same advice every year is this week, Thursday, Friday, and then entering into Easter, whatever you can do to clear your calendar. Many of us, it's not like we can go move off to the top of a mountain this week. Whatever you can do to clear it of busyness and distraction, that's very good. Because you have to give time to God just to let this unfold, sink in, and hopefully unfold. Number two, if you've been preparing for the sacraments, if you've been focused daily on the agenda of praying during Lent, drop all agendas. It's a big gift. It's a relief. Just enter into these days and perhaps focus on what does Jesus do? What does Jesus say? This is the fullness of who he is. Number three, unless you can't, 
please be part of the liturgies, whether it's here or in another Catholic church. The grace of these holiest days is from God. If you can be part of the liturgical celebrations, that grace is more. Not everybody can do it. Some of us have to work. Some of us have other responsibilities, in which case, at least connect electronically with those liturgies. But if I sit in my house and I'm really focused and try not to be distracted, that's very, very good. If I am here and part of these liturgies, there is more grace, particularly because Jesus wants to enter us through the Eucharist during those days. And that is it. There is one Savior of the world. He is our past, our present, and we're praying he's our future. I want to know who he is. I want to grow in him. This week, the holiest opportunity for him to give me the answer to those desires. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.